0: everybody. The SWP is brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford, where you can custom order your next Ford vehicle to ensure you get the exact vehicle you want at the right time. Easy steps. Jump online at jimkford.com, select your vehicle, choose your model, trim, and options. Then the Jim K. Ford team will contact you to confirm your selections and pricing and answer all your questions before your order is placed. Easy as that. Your vehicle created your way. Jim K. Ford, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans or jimkford.com. I dealt with an SWP listener just the other day. They had the wife's car with one company, the house was with another, and the husband's car was with a third. The fourth policy was fine for the cottage in Quebec. Anyways, now they know, and we've got an amalgamated plan going forward. We even saved a whack of money doing it. Text me, Jared Girard All Insurance, Ontario, 613-801-2659. Your modern boutique broker.
1: The SWP with Steve Warren and Jim Jerome. Ottawa Sports Talk every weekday.
0: So, welcome to our show. We're glad you're here. We hope you enjoy it. It's the Steve Warren Project. His Big Voice belched out a moment ago, it is Steve and Jimmy loading up for another session of sports and whatever. Jimmy, what is going on today?
1: Well, I'm post-second post, uh, post second round first game guy, Stevie. Okay. I watched uh, Des Arleurs, uh, you know, uh, er-, er-, E.R. soir. I think that's Oilers uh, right? last night, Steve. E.R. Soir. Sure, sure. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Um, crazy game, crazy game, 9-6 final, Uh, Calgary's up twice by four goals, 5-1 and 6-2, and uh, so it was out to the backyard, Steve, to uh, caress my uh, new potted plants, okay, and then uh, so I leave it on, right, I'm like, ah, fuck, they're gonna lose this game, you know, see if they could just... Maybe grab a goal or two, make it respectable. I don't, I don't. Know. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not nine-one, right? Uh, Mike Smith gets run right away. Blah. Anyway, anyway. Uh, long story short, six-all, Stevie. Six-all. <laughs> the Oilers come back from six-two to tie it up. Well, now I'm in, and then fucking whamble, uh Calgary responds. It's really weird game, right? So, uh, you know, the, you're, you're looking at it after. Woodcroft is saying, you know, any any time we score six, even strength goals, their power play was shit. Uh, you know, you should win a hockey game, but but we don't. Uh, they just got nine. Um Daryl Sutter, quotable, you know, they they asked him something about, you know, how do your your bounce back, you guys, or whatever. I I forget what the question was from some reporter about uh, you know, What what did you tell them going into this game, right? And and I don't know if you saw it. Sutter says, "Well, I told them we got to score between seven and ten goals, and uh, (laughs) we can allow the other team to get five or six, and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll get in there around eight or nine goals, and we'll and we'll win the game, right?" He's just (laughs) just a weird game, just a weird game, but weird enough that I'm not counting my Oilers out. Oh, I am. I'm counting
0: the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers out. If you thought for one moment this was the year that the Canadian Stanley Cup drought might come to an end, and these are the last two hopes, by the way, (laughs) you were sadly misguided. That game told me, and I suspected it beforehand very strongly, but that game told me that neither of those teams are capable of winning a Stanley Cup. When you've got teams that are still existing out there, like the last two Cup winners in Tampa Bay and St. Louis... And you've got, uh, you know, a tremendous team in Colorado, Florida. I mean, just come on, that, that's that's pond hockey. That, that, that just doesn't fly in the playoffs. And that's just non winning hockey on both sides of the coin. Right. Neither of those teams is going to win a Stanley Cup. The other thought I had was I was wondering if we'd get the record. The record actually goes back, I think, maybe into your oiler heyday back in the day or maybe it was before you got there they hadn't they hadn't established themselves as Stanley Cup contenders yet but the Oilers in 1982 took on the LA Kings in the first round and game 1 in 82 was an LA 10-8 victory and that was 2 games before the miracle on Manchester oh. when uh i believe it was 5 nothing for the uh for the Oilers and LA scored f- six unanswered goals to win in overtime that night cool so yeah, yeah cool. Uh, I, I thought there was a chance for a while there I thought there was a chance we might see the all-time high-scoring playoff game and it just didn't didn't happen but that's just defensively neither of those teams are good enough to win a Stanley
1: Cup. right sorry Rob, Rob Brown is the go-to guy here he's he's an oiler uh, analyst um, and I listened to him post game and uh, I thought oh no he th- this is going to be you know six minutes straight of uh, you know the the demise of this hockey club, right? The, mm-hmm. the Oilers, and he the way he kind of summed it up, right? He goes, there were some positives, you know, like uh, uh, a couple guys had great games. Connor got four points. Um, they, you know, the others rebounded down six and all that shit. And then he then he finished it off though with saying just what you're saying. Uh, he goes, here's what happened: is everyone, you know, Calgary and Edmonton both went to seven games. And both those seven games were maulings by Edmonton and and Calgary. Mauled. They had sixty eight shots on that goalie, uh, um, the Dallas goalie, right? Jake Ottinger. Yeah, and 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 the Oilers did the, kind of the same sort of thing too, and and they ended up, you know, only winning by a goal or two. It was the same result. The, the teams were mirror. The, those games were mirror images. So everyone came away going look out, you know, look out. These guys, these guys showed what they can do. And Rob Brown said, uh, they show what they can do against Dallas and Los Angeles. He said, they got no chance, right? They got no chance. This is Calgary. They're the real deal. They're a fantastic hockey club. Uh, you got to see that Their, you know, their offense, how they broke down their defense, you know, why there's defense. So, he said it's a it's apples to oranges comparing what happened in those first rounds to the to the others playing Calgary, you know. Right. So,
0: so we'll see how it all plays out. But certainly the Kachuk family is all over the battle of Alberta right now. Whether you're talking about Matthew Kachuk and a three goal performance in that nine six win, or whether you're talking about Matthew Kachuk and his chirp game, how about him taking on Evander Kane? Uh, and a stoppage in play this face washing this separation and Kachuk is getting him with the sort of the rubbing your thumb and fingers together with the money thing you need any yeah. money you need any money cuz of course <laughs> Evander Kane went uh went kind of bankrupt and so uh yeah that's getting into the guy's kitchen and good the last one, thing on the good yeah, one no, yeah no no doubt your and mother last,
1: you know your mama
0: <laughs> yeah that's uh it's not very original but you certainly uh, you'll get that but yeah the uh, the last thing is Brady Kachuk, the Ottawa Senators captain and it's certainly a talking point here where I am in Ottawa. Brady Kachuk basically having the time of his life out in Calgary in there with the fans in the stands, high fiving, dancing, partying it up, smashing beers. There's one video from just before game time last night where he's going up the stands, uh, take his seat with his family. He's got his girlfriend with him. He's got a tall boy in his hand and he's got two more tall boy beers in his back pockets yeah. so he's again having a great time but there have been a couple of people who would wondered whether that was a, a breach of etiquette whether that was something that an NHL captain should be doing partying it up with another fan base.
1: The one thing about that Kachuk family, first of all they're big supporters right, You're, it's not uncommon right to see Keith the old man you know at a, at a bunch of those games for his son's uh, the mother uh, and now the brother coming in there to support his. There's there's certainly no break of etiquette there. Cheering for your brother when you guys are out of the playoffs. You know, I, not not for one second for me. What's totally cool agree. about that Kachuk family, Steve? They 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 almost for sure would have an option to go sit in a box for that game, right? Someone would you know, and anyone would say absolutely, right? Bring your family. Lots of guys don't like to sit in the stands like that for for the. For the reasons that we saw a bunch of high fiving and posing for pictures and all that stuff, so I give these guys credit. They, they're they're down with the masses, man. Right? They sat right in there. Their brother was was unbelievable engaging, you know. And so was Keith. You know, he sat on the aisle, right? The seat was right in the aisle, and everyone walked by him, stopped, and got selfies and all that stuff. So I like that. I, I, I like it. You know, I, I don't think it's a breach of etiquette at all. In fact, in fact, I, I, it would be cool to see more guys do that. Yeah, Yeah, and that's the thing. I think
0: that's why it comes up is I've never seen him before. I was thinking of other brother situations like Jordan Stahl has three NHL-playing brothers. And when Jordan Stahl won a Stanley Cup in 2009 with Pittsburgh, I don't recall seeing one of his three brothers ever even shown once on the screen You know, up in a press box cowering in the corner so no one sees him. I didn't even see that, let alone partying it up in the stands. It's just unique. I've never seen it before, and I like it. I think it's a case of he just—he's not there saying I'm a Calgary Flame lover or anything like that. He loves his brother. He's supporting his brother, and the Flames are an extension of that. You can't support your brother without to some degree supporting the team he plays for, right? So right. he's having fun. It's his off season, and
1: anybody who is concerned about it um, needs to chill out Light a little nuts. bit. I think, yeah. yeah. Like I supported you, Stevie. Like 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 Brady is supporting Matthew. You know, when I got fired. And uh, you stayed on the air. I used to I used to go to those morning shows and sit in front of my laptop, right? And go, You go, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking you do it, Stevie! <laughs> oh baby! <laughs> you go, baby. Okay, I'm right there with you, buddy. I know I'm not there anymore, but come on. Okay, I'm at a different station, but I I okay. <laughs>
0: That's a little secret about me as, my, as far as my ability on the air goes. I'm way, way more entertaining
1: when you're hepped up on coke. That's a fact.
0: That's a fact.
1: <laughs> that was then, folks. This yeah. is now. Uh, yeah. any, anyway. I wonder if
0: Brady Kachuk and Matthew Kachuk will ever play together. You see the bond that that family has. They're all in. They're grabbing life by the mm-hmm. horns, basically. Right. And they clearly love each other. And I wonder if they'd want to play together at some point. I got to think that because if they want to, the opportunity is there as early as next season. Because right now, whereas Brady Kachuk just signed a long-term contract, seven years with Ottawa, he's locked into the Senators. But Matthew, on the other hand, coming out of his entry-level deal, he only signed a three-year deal to kind of expedite how quickly he'll get to unrestricted free agency. So he's a restricted free agent right now. I fully expect he'll sign a one-year deal to get to that open auction of unrestricted free agency next year. And if the senators wanted to, and and this time next year, who knows? They might have an owner with deeper pockets. This time next year, maybe they're in there swinging to unite the brothers, the brothers kachuk in the nation's capital.
1: Well, great story. Feel good for sure. But but the other deal is, you know, Matthew, Matthew Kachuk is, like, really good. <laughs> okay? This guy's yeah, he's a bit of a coward. Okay? He's, he sort of stirs the shit. Like, there's a pretty good uh, clips and still photos they made out of Cassian fighting with him. And it doesn't put Kachuk in the best light there. He was cowering and covering his hands. So, but maybe his only weakness, Stevie. Yeah, I, th- I think
0: if you're... If you're Matthew Kachuk, you don't want Zach Cassian, not on a regular basis anyway, because Zach Cassian oh. is a tougher guy than Matthew Kachuk. But Kachuk does fight. It's not like a case of he. You know, I think he picks his spots, as as most players like him would. Like I don't think uh, you know whoever you're talking about is a power forward. Maybe even his brother Brady. If Ryan Reeves comes along and challenges him, he's probably going to go. Oh, I'm going to probably steer clear yeah. of that guy. Uh, Let's take a time out of the program. When we return, it looks like uh, Eugene Melnick's company is still being sued. Looks like the whole legal dispute that's happening between John Ruddy and Capital Sports Management is continuing. We'll get to that in just a moment and the ramifications of it. And today is day one of the PGA Championship. Oh, baby. Love it. It's all coming up after these words. Insurance is very expensive. And it's my job to save you money. If you can't save money, why would you buy from me? You have plenty of options, so make me one and you'll see why. Text quote to 613-860-6008 to get started. We can spend 10 minutes to connect and I'll email you a personalized quote. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Thinking about a nice used vehicle for the summer, but you're a little uncertain about it? You want to make a smart choice? Well, Jim K. Ford removes all of your worries. Jim K. Ford is your Ottawa certified pre-owned Ford dealer. How about this? A 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage. History report of the vehicle. Purchase financing rates from 1.999%. That's a lot of nines. Let me try that again. Purchase financing rates from 1.99%. 24-hour roadside assistance and more. That's peace of mind. Check out jimkford.com. They're at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. And if you need help navigating this wild Ottawa housing market right now, you should call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. For sellers, Glenn's services include staging, painting, cleaning, and, of course, negotiating all the offers coming in. For buyers, Glenn has the expertise to help you land your dream home when competing with so many other offers. So if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, contact Glenn Walton today, Glenwalton.com. So as we get ready for the second game of the Eastern yeah. second round, looks like Braden Point is going to be out once again. He missed the series opener. Uh, Eric Chernak and Zach Bogosian are likely to play, but that is a big miss for the Lightning. I think everybody who was trying to pick who would win the Battle of Florida, that was a big factor, a big swing factor. Oh, If I knew if Braden Point was going to play or not, I'd certainly take Tampa. Well, they they didn't have Braden Point, and they won quite handily in, uh, in game number one. But if they had their druthers, obviously, they'd like Braden Point in there. Right, right. Yeah, and the other game is going to be St. Louis of Colorado. Colorado holding a one nothing series. Laden, of course, uh, Carolina jumped out to a two one lead or a two one win in game one on the New York Rangers, and that was a game that ended in overtime. Ian Cole with your winner for the Canes. He was an Ottawa Senator for about three seconds, involved in a transaction where he was basically traded within about twenty four hours of the initial Sens trade. Right. So we're gonna have uh, that Sarah McLaughlin video. I will remember you
1: to you pay tribute to his time in Ottawa. It was special. <laughs> the six minutes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got a jersey. Uh, the question, Stevie, uh, as we uh, focus on other series, uh, you know, because I've got tunnel vision, right? I could talk about the others all day. Uh, is Colorado Stevie going to break the record for consecutive wins in the playoffs? Oh boy! They haven't lost yet, right? They're 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 five and zero. Oh. Right. There, yeah. Uh, That's a just a long way to go. Going. What is the record? Do you know? I have no idea. I have no idea. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like they won handily, and then they end up going. Well, we haven't been in a close game yet. So and and so then they do, and they win that one in in overtime. Fourteen is the record. It was held by the nineteen ninety
0: two Pittsburgh Penguins. They got three straight against the Rangers. Uh, they what? got four against Boston four against Chicago in the final, and then three straight against New Jersey the following year. Oh, no, same year, though, Stevie. Okay, so 11. Um, oh. I don't know if that's the record in one playoff year. Uh, there we are. Longest losing streak, longest winning streak. Yeah, it is 11, but it's tied uh, with those Pittsburgh Penguins we just mentioned, but Montreal also did it in 93. They got 11 straight wins. And remember, that was the year, the last time a Canadian team won a Stanley Cup, 1993, and the Habs that year, of their 11, they win 16 times. They had an 11-game win streak, but they had 10 straight overtime victories in that playoff year. That may wow. be a record that's never Holy broken. Jesus. Yeah. And wow. Chicago, Chicago also in 92, had an 11-game win streak and and met those. It's interesting. That's weird. In 92, Chicago and Pittsburgh met in the Stanley Cup final, and they both rolled through with an 11-game win streak in that uh, playoff oh, cool. year. Yeah, yeah, very cool.
1: I mean, that's what I'm watching in that other series.
0: Cool. Cool. Yeah. Now, the Sens, uh, back to them for a second. Mm A judge has ordered the company owned by late Sens owner Eugene Melnick to turn over documents in the legal fight they've got going with Trinity Development Group about an ill-fated bid to redevelop La Breton Flats. So Melnick's company, Capital Sports Management, had been withholding documents citing solicitor client privilege with Gowlings, the law firm that worked on the bid, the judge's decision compels them now to produce those documents. Now, John Ruddy is, uh, is the guy who heads up Trinity Development Group. John Ruddy's also part of OSEG, which owns the Red Blacks in the 67s. And briefly, it was a brief time there where Melnick and Ruddy were kind of in bed together with a company, a group they called Rendezvous Le Breton to redevelop mm-hmm. the 50-acre parcel of land in downtown Ottawa. Well, it all fell through. It would have included an NHL arena, and there was some kind of dispute about Trinity's nearby development at 900 Albert Street. So Melnick sued Trinity for $700 million, and then Trinity countersued for a billion dollars, and the two sides have been fighting ever since. <laughs> so there's where we're at, and it what this decision about this whole thing with the judge – ordering the turnover documents in this legal fight, it pretty much makes it clear that these lawsuits are proceedings. You know, that despite Melnick's death back in March, this thing is still a real deal and happening. And it makes you wonder now what the next steps are for Eugene Melnick's daughters, Anna and Olivia, will, I mean, I think would have to play into their thought process as to whether or not they want to keep the team long-term with this legal proceedings hanging over their
1: heads. Here, here's the deal stevie okay so they got this massive 700 million counter 1 billion lawsuit okay and and no one no one at any point here is is this thing at the go-ahead stage okay so it's the equivalent steve of me suing you and you counter suing me for a car accident that never happened okay right it's like i'm gonna sue you steve for you know a hundred grand. Well, yeah, I'm going to sue you for 150 grand. What for? Well, for, I'll tell you what, there's one day there's going to be something happen between you and I, and we need to get in front of a judge because we need to settle a dispute that hasn't happened yet. You know, <laughs> that's, that's like, Well, here's the these deal, guys are in a right? lawsuit, Stevie, before anyone's ever said that it's going to be in LeBreton, you know? Well, no, the, the like, Le Breton thing is happening.
0: OK, and so this rendezvous Le Breton thing with Melnick and Ruddy as the controllers of it, they had won the right to redevelop things. But once they started falling apart and having falling outs, uh, it, basically they moved on from them. And so they lost the the bid. They lost the rights to redevelop. And so that's what this the lawsuit is about. The, you know, Melnick is both sides are pissed off. That they lost this opportunity to redevelop
1: Libretton La- uh, and uh, that's what the uh, that's what they're suing about. Yeah, but but in the end, Steve, they all say everyone's anticipating if whoever gets the right to develop it, whoever gets the you know that that they're going to do an arena. You know, some of those guys may look at that thing right and say, "Let's tell them we're going to do an arena," but I got a better idea. Okay, I got a better idea. We're gonna we're we're gonna make it just this this high end. Condo development, you know, where we make way more cash with no risk. <laughs> this was a pretty sweet deal that fell
0: through. If you want to do like a kind of a metaphor, like what about, you know, you and I, CBC says, we want you, you and Jimmy to do a podcast, I want you to develop it and then come to us. We'll give you both a million dollars. Right. And then I started behaving like a jerk. And I said, I don't feel like doing this after all. And and you've lost now the because they only wanted the two of us. And you lost the ability to make a million dollars. You are not going to be happy before you even went to air. Correct. Yeah, the yeah, opportunity just- was going to be there, and I screwed it up. And you come to sue me for the million dollars you would have made. It was a done deal, but I screwed it up. That's what Melnick and that's what Melnick is effectively, uh, or is a state now, is effectively claiming. And of course, uh, Trinity is pushing back with a counter lawsuit. And that that was, as the name would imply, counter lawsuit. Uh, it didn't seem like Trinity was interested in doing anything but walking away until they
1: got sued by melnick either way they may be shooting themselves in the foot steve was saying okay someone if someone does get the, the right to do it they win this lawsuit and they get it if you're a future contractor with these guys steve on development mm-hmm. right you're gonna look at it going fuck i i, I don't know if i want to go into business with these guys i don't know if i want to negotiate something with these guys you know what i'm saying it's 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 not it's not boating very well down the road Well, looking down the road, I think you're in a situation where
0: Anna and Olivia Melnick, they have a decision to make. Gary Bettman said as much. Ultimately, it's going to be their decision what they want to do long-term. Right Right. now, they they own the Ottawa Senators. And the possibility still exists that the Sens could have a downtown arena. But with this lawsuit suddenly hanging over the organization's heads, okay, you've got this asset of the Ottawa Senators, but if you're being sued for a billion dollars... Like that, that's a bit intimidating, you know? Right. So right. I'm thinking, and, and the guy that's suing you, by the way, is also part of the group of OSEG that might be interested in buying the team. So if you could get full <laughs> value for the what Ottawa the Senators, and it also at the same time makes this possibility of a billion dollar lawsuit go away, I think that further strengthens the argument that uh, melnick's family will probably sell right good but point. we'll
1: see yeah good point let's let's keep our eye on that stevie let's keep our eye on this indeed we in the biz rory McElroy
0: is an early lead we're recording this year on thursday may 19th and round one is in full swing and last i checked rory was in there on top of the leaderboard at minus five when we started i haven't checked lately but he uh, would have gone in as one of the players to watch along with guys like Scotty Scheffler, who is number one by a long shot, Jordan Spieth, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Tiger, of course, he's, right. uh, he's the defending champion at Southern Hills, impressed the world by teeing it up at the masters. Now, after a month of practice reps ahead of the 104th PGA, he's still considered a long shot, but
1: you don't count out Tiger. Well, you you can know, Yeah, you can know. uh, Tiger ends up shooting. We're recording here at 1 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, Steve, on Thursday. Tough start, huh? Uh, yeah. What's that? You had a tough start. Um, Tiger, plus four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah plus I like four. It. T92. I, I they, they probably take 65 in ties or something like that. That's, I mean, a ton of golf, right? There's, there's, this, the the morning rounds are just ending, right? And now all the afternoon rounds just started, so, um We'll see. Rory, Rory is though. He's in at at five under. That Will Zalatoris guy is very impressive uh, at minus four. And a bunch of irregular guys. Uh, a couple of Canadians in there uh, who haven't. Uh, like Connor, Connor Corey Connor's just teed off. One over through two, and Adam Hadwin is even through two. So they just, they just started. They're the only two Canadians in it. But uh, well, how should I put this? Yeah, can we go now, Steve, so I can go back and watch it?
0: All right, all
1: right. That's a good place to call it quits.
0: Uh, Don't forget, our website is stevewproject.com. Go grab yourself an SWP t-shirt. We'd love if you'd consider a Patreon membership and join the show. That little something something. Jimmy, enjoy your day. Enjoy the golf, and we'll talk to you next time. For good night, everybody. We'll see you.